Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ron, is there anything else that you think they need or could use? More Mark Grody. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Wow. It's Mark Grody on 670 The Score, a radio.com sports station. Oh, hi, everybody. What's going on on a Monday? I got a lot of energy for a Monday. I don't know why. I just feel good, maybe because the sun is shining outside my window, some light ripples over the lake, a lonely seagull floating about. And I don't know, I'm over-describing maybe because I'm actually starting to get excited about the start of baseball and hearing Pat Hughes' voice and that guy you heard on the intro calling for more Mark Rohde, Ron Coomer and Zach Zabin. I listened to Zach and Pat doing the Cubs today, sounding great as usual, and I want to welcome you into my high energy. Hello, how are you all doing? I'm here with you until 845 on the score when it will be the Bulls at Golden State. Take two with uh, Nikola Vukovic and the Chicago Bulls after it didn't take in the first game. No, I'm not ultimately worried, but we will talk about some of the things that need to get tightened up as far as the Chicago Bulls are concerned. That'll happen a little bit uh, later on. But here's what I have planned for the show. In the first hour of the show, we're going to talk a lot of Chicago Cubs and Anthony Rizzo, and I'll tell you why on Anthony Rizzo. If you haven't heard some of the the news as it pertains to Anthony Rizzo and his contract status and a potential of, or perhaps not, of an extension or years being tacked on to Anthony Rizzo's contract. So we'll get into that here momentarily. Also on the show tonight, we will talk White Sox with Scott Merkin of MLB.com. That'll go down around 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, Matty Lee of NBC Sports Chicago will be on as well, talking Cubs at 7.40. And then at 8.45, it will be, our guests will be, and your guests will be for, oh, I'd say about four hours or so. That will be Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington, because they will bring you the Bulls at the Golden State Warriors tonight. Again, 8.45 for the pregame show. A couple of teams there looking to end losing streaks. The Bulls have had a couple of two straight duds, one with the old team and one with the new team. Like how I talk, Bulls have lost three in a row. Golden State has lost four in a row. So we'll talk Bulls a little bit uh, later on and what happened in their loss to San Antonio, 120-104. to It wasn't even that close. Um, so that's coming up here very shortly. I always invite you to interact, especially since I'm solo tonight. I love your feedback. I love your participation. 
all that stuff. And you can call me, 312-644-6767. Call and text on that same number, 312-644-6767. But I want to hear your voice. I would love to hear your voice. Um, I am on Twitter, always available there, 24-7. I'm always refreshing, refreshing. At Mark Grody Sports, spelled just like my uncle Jerry, great uncle actually, once removed, Jerry Grody, the former New York Mets catcher. G-R-O-T-E is the way we do that. So I'm on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can find me in all those fun places that we can talk and we can follow each other and do the things that people do on social media. So Anthony Rizzo confirmed that contract talks with the Cubs have stalled to the point where there will likely be no pre-opening day extension. Of course, opening day is this Thursday afternoon at 120 right here on the score when the Cubs host the Pirates. So not a lot of days to get that done if it is to get done. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it won't get done, but the, the words that we heard from Anthony Rizzo today, which we will hear in moments, is that it's not happening right now. And that would increase the odds that he'll play out the final season of his deal and test the free agent market. He he will not talk contract during the season. So once it's over, once it's done, if he indeed does not get an extension done, you will not hear about it. Perhaps reporters will ask him about it still, but he said that he is not going to answer those questions. We've seen things like that change in the past where it is in the best interest of a player to discuss it. But my guess is that Rizzo will stick to that, play it out, and be the Rizzo that we all know. So this is the third thing, man. This is the third kind of big deal thing that has happened in the Cubs preseason. The U Darvish trade was shocking. The Kyle Schwarber non-tender was, I was trying to come up with the right word for that. I think that was sad because it wasn't shocking, nor was it necessarily unexpected because we knew, we've known for a couple of years there was going to be some form of breakup of what was the 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 Cubs core that won the the World Series and you know, rose in that 2015 season through now, essentially. So Kyle Schwarber, I'm going to put that down as just sad in a sappy, nostalgic way. What's going on with Rizzo, though, to me is is surprising. Not just because of the fact that that he is the face of the Cubs, and that is true, but also because he's got a lot of really productive baseball years left. I'm guessing that Rizzo is going to be really good for another six to seven years. Lefty power, excellent defender, has never relied on his athleticism to be good. So those things obviously will deteriorate around him, but he is, again, not one of those guys that is to depend on that to do the things that he does best, and that's hit the ball out of the park and really just be an excellent hitter. Rizzo is valuable. That's the real bottom line here. So forget the the nostalgia, forget the face of the Cubs, forget what even what Rizzo means in the clubhouse, and that that does mean something. Rizzo is an upper echelon major league baseball player. That's what he is. Terrific hitter, Gold Glover at at first base. So what's happening here is that Rizzo goes into essentially Anthony Rizzo goes into the pile of everybody on the Cubs, the pile of guys that could be moved by the trade deadline, as in nobody is off limits in terms of a potential trade or just 
ultimately leaving this roster if a trade does not get done and a deal doesn't get done. And I've not asked you this question yet. It's been looming. It's probably been part of discussions that I've had with you guys. But I want your interaction on the question I'm about to ask at 312-644-6767. Are you completely comfortable with the, I guess I'll call it the new direction of the Cubs? I don't know if you want to call it a rebuild, a retooling, a refreshing, because I like saying that word. But it is, it's obviously, it's obviously a new direction. And since we don't know how the Cubs are going to use their money, I don't know if it's a rebuild because a rebuild would connote that this would go on for a couple of years. But I don't know what's going to happen next offseason. Maybe they do pour big bucks into it and there are guys that they will allow to leave or trade that they don't feel the same value for as they once did. But are you comfortable with because I know I, I know knew the answer to this when you Darvish was traded, but now you've had some time to think about it. And opening day is coming on Thursday. So are you comfortable with this new direction of the Cubs? And it's not always easy to track or to know exactly what that direction it is or how they want to build this team or with whom they would like to build this team. Darvish traded and you kind of have a pretty good idea of what they're doing or what they're not doing. And then the Kyle Schwarber thing, but then Jack Peterson comes along and you think, okay, that that's interesting. However, however, that's a one year deal. And if I recall correctly, Jed Hoyer was pretty damn shocked that he was able to get Peterson in the first place. So I don't know that even the Cubs expected to have him or were seriously making a part of him, part of the plans. He's part of the plans for, for one year. And it, it is possible that we're at the point, like, we played this game of who do you want the Cubs to extend? Like, which two players? Is it Chris Bryant? Is it Javier Baez? Is it Anthony Rizzo? Is it Wilson Contreras? And all of a sudden, here we are in a, in a spot where it's possible that none of these guys are extended. I think probably somebody will be out of that crew, and it's still... And, and I know that you're thinking, what about Baez? Yeah, probably. But the strange thing about Baez is nothing has gotten done with him. I don't know that he's under the same limitations that Rizzo is, as in he's not going to talk about it during the year. But did this turn into a prove-it year for Javier Baez, the Cubs shortstop, this, because of what happened last year? And I don't know how heavily any GM or scout evaluates what happened last year because it was a 60-game season, but does, I know, it sounds crazy, but does Baez, does he have to prove themselves, prove himself to the Cubs before they would consider extending him? Because it's beyond the point where I thought that that would get done already. That is an extension for Javier Baez. 312-644-6767 is the number. All right, I want you to hear from... Anthony Rizzo here. He what this was today. Again, they they're closing down talks on an extension and here is part of what Rizzo said about his Cubs future. Anthony, can you tell us where your contract uh, situation status is going on? Uh, yeah, I'm playing out the last year of my uh, seven year with two options deal. So um, obviously there's been talks and whatnot, but uh, doesn't look like really at this time, anything's going to, 
be finalized and uh, look forward to just opening up on Thursday and, and starting this journey with this team. Will you uh, have your uh, negotiators, your, your agents stop talking as of Thursday or will, will, will you be able to continue on without that being a distraction for you? Um, you know, where we stand and, and talking a lot with my family and agents and uh, a lot of talks with Emily. Uh, we, we've given a lot during this process and here. And I think with the opening day deadline, we feel really strong about it. And we've had a, enough time to talk and try to figure it out. But I think once the season starts for me personally, it's it's focused on baseball. And if my mind isn't 100% on baseball and it's elsewhere, uh, it's it's hard enough to play. So I think once Thursday comes, I think, you know, we just I focus on baseball and, and that's it. And I told my agents, I told them really not to talk to me about it anymore, even from this point on, really. And like I said earlier, it, it was good just to have clarity one way or the other. And now I can get ready for the season. Are you uh, are, are you disappointed uh, where things are with the team and, and maybe even where their offer might have come in. It, it obviously uh, it wasn't acceptable. I don't know if you consider it uh, low or, or, or some people have said low ball, but uh, um, just how disappointed are you with where things are? Um, I mean, I think it's just part of the business. And um, like I've stated many times before, I love I love Chicago. I love the fans. I love what Wrigley Field and, and being a Chicago Cub is all about. But obviously, uh, it didn't work out thus far, and uh, that's okay. And uh, like I said, I'm at peace with it. I've done everything I can and I'll continue to do everything I can to be the best player I can be and um, look forward to this group. I think we have a young, fun, kind of older, but young veteran group that's uh, has all the makings to be a, a very fun team. Wait, wait a minute. You, you believe this is, do you believe this is it? The last year for you as a Cub? I believe that this is a, uh, Opening day is in a few days, and I'm really looking forward to that. But I, I, I can't tell you what the future holds. Um, you know, it's it's uh, this will be a special year, and uh, every year is special to me. But you know, going in now, it's you know, with with obviously no contract after this year, it's uh, you know, contractually, yes, this will be my last year. Oh, very dramatic. I like that. That's Anthony Rizzo. Talking about the contract right there. Good good job by uh, Gordon Whitmire, a regular on the score on, on Mullion Hall. And actually a great exchange today with Gordon Whitmire and, and uh, David Hall, which we'll get to a little bit later on. But I like how Riz is playing the game. That's a veteran right there in the conversation on uh, Zoom earlier today with reporters. is Say, look, you know, hey, th- this is my last, the language that he's used, this is my last year contractually. So... Ooh, I hadn't heard that. The this I just I just like the the kind of um, I mean that that's there for the fans right there. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Three one. This will be a special year, and uh, every year is special to me. But you know, going in now is you know with with obviously no contract after this year. It's uh, contractually yes, this will be my last year. God, how how quickly things change. That's what's going through my brain right now. You know, th- this is. Ultimately, this to me, this is symbolic of, I know a lot of people like to call the golden era of Cubs baseball. It's something that that we, the media broadcasters, kind of just made up like this is the, and and I guess you can make the argument that it has been, but it it always sounds kind of silly to me. This has been the Theo Epstein era of Chicago Cubs baseball. And that to me, that, that says more about the ending of it 
more than anything else, and they're doing things. Well, th- things are changing. And even if Theo had stayed, things probably would have done differently as well. But I, I think that's the best way to, to sum it up. That is the end of, of Theo Epstein-style baseball and his players, even though Anthony Rizzo has always kind of been a Jed Hoyer guy. That's one reason that I'm actually glad for Jed Hoyer is that I would rather, I hope the Cubs do get a deal done with Anthony Rizzo. I, I have been vocal about that. Like I said, I think in terms of baseball, he's just got a lot of really good years left. But considering the relationship that Jed Hoyer has with Anthony Rizzo, like going back to, to Boston and then San Diego and then the Cubs, I mean, he, he made those moves at every stop. He always had to have Rizzo. That was when he the Cubs traded Andrew Kashner, and something tells me that Jed Hoyer was probably in Theo Epstein's ear and vouching for Rizzo. And not that Theo Epstein didn't have a past relationship with him as well from the Boston days, but it's always been Jed Hoyer. The good thing that I was getting to is that now at least you know that I think this is good that Jed Hoyer doesn't necessarily allow or is not allowing emotion to be involved in this even if you want Rizzo back which like I said I hope the Cubs do but this season for the Cubs is this makes for a fascinating season no matter what because obviously it's a fascinating season if the Cubs are good for first and foremost if they are and if you want to play the the whole relative to the division game, they do have a chance to be good this year because the division is not great. They're going to be fascinating if they're bad, too, because if that's the case, then there's going to be parts that are potentially traded at the deadline, and you may see a completely different team in the second half, and you might be talking about and studying prospects and ex- be excited about or be angry about what the Cubs did or didn't get back or nostalgic about players that they might give up. So e- either way, this will be a kind of drama-filled season for the Cubs, and every time they, if, if there are extended losing streaks, what people will say and what people will think as well. Grody, so right it, there, it, it, that point, I just want to piggyback and throw something your way. Do you think that reiterates the idea? Like, obviously, they got rid of the U Darvish contract to shed some payroll, but this is a year for this front office to understand whether or not this is the right time to commit to rebuilding, because if you're committing to these contracts and suddenly this team falls apart and you're, you're I know Anthony Rizzo's a unique situation, but you're you're set on multiple years and a lot of dollars to one player, it, it kind of restricts them financially, right? Yeah, but th- that would also, they have not used the word rebuild yet. And I don't know if, I, don't, I know that Tom Ricketts, the Cubs owner, probably doesn't have the stomach for a, 2013-2014 style rebuild where you allow the team to lose 100 games. I think this is the year that is being quietly conceded by the Cubs. Or This is the year they're allowed to not win, even though they have a chance to win. The following year, I think that all bets are off again. And I don't think the Cubs want to see this thing bottom out. And so my thought is, is that Rizzo could actually, believe it or not, be the cornerstone of a a second Cubs push to the postseason and push 
for a World Series. So even even if they are getting rid of contracts and even if they are trying to, to save money, which they have done and maybe will continue to do if they do trade somebody like Chris Bryant or they decide not to commit to Javier Baez, but I just think somebody like Rizzo would be a, a perfect cornerstone. And that's another good question. 312644-6767. Would you... As a Cubs fan, would you have the stomach for another rebuild? I don't think that's what it's going to be. I really don't, but it is a different direction. 312-644-6767. I'm Mark Grody, here with you until 845 tonight when it is the Bulls at Golden State. We're talking White Sox at 7 o'clock with Scott Merton. Cubs for right now on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I think anybody that gets to put on this uniform and be around this town and this organization and, and go through the path that Anthony's went through uh, has a lot of love for this this organization i mean this um he's done a lot of great things for this organization has a lot of history here this organization has treated him really well as well so uh, whenever a player wants to stay with an organization i think it says a lot about um the character of the player and and how well the organizations run so i think it it's um it's two-sided there this is a great place to play baseball and and he knows that Cubs manager David Ross talking about Anthony Rizzo, who said today if they don't get some sort of agreement on a contract extension by opening day, which is on Thursday, he's not going to talk about it during the regular season. And it does appear from what both sides are saying, there is no real consideration right now. So it is very possible that your guy, Anthony Rizzo, could end up in free agency by the end of this year. Welcome back in. I'm Mark Rohde on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score here with you until 845 when it's Bulls ball. Bulls against Golden State. We'll talk Bulls a little bit later on. And are you comfortable? Because this was just another symbol of the Cubs. We're calling it a new direction. Are you comfortable with this Cubs new direction? 312-644-6767 is the phone number. And it is the text line as well. I'm looking at the top of the text line right now from the 309. The Cubs will be good? Who are you kidding? I said relative to the rest of the division, I hate saying, I think that's a loser's mentality when you say the Cubs have hope because the rest of the division sucks. And I no, I don't necessarily think the Cubs are going to be good. Can't really rule out anything, but am I picking them to go to the playoffs this year? No, I am not picking the Cubs to go to the playoffs this year. I And, and it's, it's pretty much based on the starting rotation. And I, Zach Davies had another really good day today, and he's been excellent in the preseason, and he's a solid number three starter in Major League Baseball. Well, you have to say, though, you have to look and ask yourself, this is about any team, if your team gets to the postseason, which pitchers do you have that are going to win you playoff games? That That's a great way to evaluate a team. You look at the top of, of the Cubs, obviously Kyle Hendricks, is good enough to win playoff games for you or be a playoff pitcher. The rest of the list on the Cubs, yep, that's that's the pause. That's it. That's all. Because I don't know about Jake Arrieta yet. I don't know that Zach Davies is a playoff pitcher. I'm positive that Edward Alzali is not a playoff pitcher. Who knows? I like that he's. I, I do like that he's getting a chance to be a starter over Alec Mills. I thought that was smart. And then who's the other? Trevor Williams. So based on that. Some of my simple criterion that, no, the Cubs are not a playoff team. They've got one playoff-type pitcher, and that's Kyle Hendricks. So I I do not see them going to the postseason this year. 312-644-6767. Let's go to James in South Bend. Hi, James. You're on the score. Hey, buddy. What's up, man? How are you guys Nothing, tonight? man. Doing well. Hey, How are uh, you? So, 
good. Thank you. My uh, my question is, man, what if what if he lets this year like Jed has all the power. He's got all the leverage. If he lets this year play out and they have a down year, he's going to sign them for less than market value. If he trades all four of them off, which sounds – I mean, I've been a Cubs fan since 80. So it's, he trades all four of them off, loads up on prospects, and then re-signs three of them to market value. And, you know, like we got fleeced with the Yankees giving up Glaber. We got a World Series out of it. But, I mean, that makes the most sense for the team right there. So I'll hang up and let you, uh, let you answer, buddy. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks for the call. James saying re-sign those guys to to market value. Well, I mean, I think that obviously the Cubs right now are <laughs> are trying to avoid doing that right now. And I think that that like in Rizzo's case, you heard Gordon Whitmire wondering to Rizzo, did he use the word lowball? What were you lowballed? And, and Rizzo did not say that he was lowballed by the Cubs, but if the Cubs had offered something that was lesser than quote-unquote market value at that time, there's part of me that gets that, because, or at least you had to try that, because Rizzo has played his hand. He has said how much he loves playing in Chicago and wants to be a Cub for life, and he has said that. And that's why I thought, I thought two weeks ago that they, they were going to get a deal done with with Anthony Rizzo. But I don't know. The Chris Bryant thing has forever been going on in terms of what's going to happen with him, and I still think he's probably not part of the future. And then Javier Baez, does he have to to prove himself? But I, I do think it's going to be, you know, just answering your question a little bit more, I do think that after this year plays out and whatever happens, happens, I, I do wonder if there is recovery by the Cubs in terms of finances and money and Wrigleyville being alive this year and fans being allowed and the Cubs making up some of their revenue if things quickly change. Because we know that pre-pandemic, Tom Ricketts wanted nothing to do with the Cubs rebuilding or trying to find a new core. He wanted to win and he wanted to, to win now. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Are you comfortable with a completely new direction by the Cubs? Let's go to Steve now in Schaumburg. Hi Steve, you're on the score. Hey Dave, how are you? Um I want to talk specifically about Rizzo. Um you had mentioned earlier that you felt that Chad Hoyer you were happy that he left emotion out of his decision and not like quickly re-signing or extending Rizzo. And right. I want to speak I want to speak the obvious. It, it has nothing to do with Chad Hoyer. He would sign him, extend him instantly if it wasn't coming from the top. And then you have the Ross interview and he's taking the own you know, the owner pays his paycheck, so he's taking that stance. They want Rizzo back. Bryant's up in the air. I think they want Avi back, but as far as Rizzo goes, it has nothing to do with the motion. Hoyer would sign him in a heartbeat if he was allowed to. And also, lastly, um, you talked about if they made the playoffs, um, only Hendricks is a playoff-winning pitcher. Well, why is Darvish gone? It has nothing to do with anything but rickets and money. Thanks for the call. And I, I agree that right now that was a cost cut, the you Darvish. And it, it's possible that you're right about Jed Hoyer wanting Anthony Rizzo because he has wanted him 
at every single stop. But I would find it hard to believe that Jed Hoyer, if if he went to to Tom Ricketts and said, hey, I still think that there is much good left in Anthony Rizzo and he could still be a part of a new or a changing core. I'd be shocked if if Jed Hoyer wouldn't take that to Ricketts and Ricketts wouldn't say that's cool because I also know that they're that they look the whole organization loves Ricketts. But at this point, I think it's more because of a different direction that's being considered. And right now, they're probably saying to Rizzo, here's an offer. Even if you don't like it, okay, that's fine. You go in the pile of players on the Cubs, which are eligible to be traded at the deadline. And what can you get? I mean, my God. I mean, is it possible, too? That after all of this, all of this that the Cubs have gone through, the winning and then the disappointment recently, is Rizzo, is he going to be the most valuable trade piece that the Cubs had? And it sounds crazy to say, but he, like, if he's Rizzo, if he's Rizzo, the Rizzo that you know, and to simplify it, the 30 home run, 100 RBI guy, when the trade deadline comes, it's very possible that he is the guy that you would get the most for. Unless there's some big rebound by Chris Bryant, and maybe Baez looks like a MVP runner-up as he once did, but right now, it's Rizzo. It's always been Rizzo. <laughs> it's like the dirty, like, cause I thought when this thing was put together, it would probably be Bryant. Like he would be your superstar, your Mr. Cub, your guy, even Kyle Schwarber. Like, it's not like Rizzo was ever underappreciated, but I always thought that it was going to be one of these other guys. And, but it's Rizzo. It's always been Rizzo. Three, one, two, six, 44, 67, 67. This is Joe on the far Northwest side. Joe, what's going on, man? You're on the score. How you been, Mark? Enjoy all your uh, shows and everything. But listen, Thanks, we're buddy. 72 hours to go before opening day, which is great. But this whole Nico Horner thing to me doesn't make sense. I realize the Bodies, the Horners, and the Sogards, you know, which is a good pickup, have had real good, you know, spring training. But, you know, does this whole thing come down to, A, Mark, player control? in my opinion, B, is there a trade in the works? C, you know, with Ricketts cutting budgets, you know, and his uh, dugout gatoring machine not giving back change to the players, or D, I mean, do you go the route of Monty Hall, let's make a deal and see what's going to be behind door number three. But, you know, uh-huh. the Cubs need to get off to a decent start, especially with the stale bats we've had at the end of last year. I mean, look at Contreras. Who's going to be our backup now? When the only thing Austin Romine is catching right now, in my opinion, is an 80-mile-an-hour you know, bottle of ibuprofen for all of his aches and pains, you know. But that's where giving away Carantini is what bothered me, is a throw-in, you know, with the Darvish deal to San Diego. But this leads to my comments real quick regarding the word rebuild. I don't think Ricketts isn't going to ink any player till at least maybe either the very end of the season to see what the Cubs are doing or roll the dice in the offseason. But after Theo handed the keys to the executive Washington to Ricketts last year, okay, I'd say this much to, uh, to the management. You know, rebuild is a very, very tricky word, you know, to people like me and our Cub fans, the Cubs planet, you know. But, you know, to close it off, Mark, realistically, you know, Ricketts is counting calories, and Cub fans, we're going to be getting ready to drink Diet Pepsi. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, man, it's always good to hear from Joe on the, the far northwest. I feel like I'm a listener when Joe calls. 312-644-6767 is the number. I want to go back to the the idea of 
of Tom Ricketts and the disappointment of this season in terms of what's here and what's not here. Listen to the question and answer right here with Anthony Rizzo. For Cubs fans, and you've been through this where they did the ballpark renovation, they started their own TV business, they were going to be in the top five in spending, and now to where they are now, looking like they're not doing those things, how do you, how frustrating do you think Cubs fans are with that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, from an outsider looking in, um, I'd probably be frustrated too, just because you have this team that's very talented and, uh, we have, we've kind of, we haven't, we haven't lived up to our expectations the last few years. And, and that's, I think that's a, a credit to us players of being frustrated as a fan. Um, when I sit back and put my fan hat on and, and my teams don't make it to the playoffs, I'm pissed off. And, and when I know my teams are kind of in a rebuilding stage, it's, it's more acceptable. But, you know, these last five, six, seven years, we've been, we've been win now mode. And I think as a fan, when you're in win, win now mode, uh, it's a lot easier to get ticked off at your team and what your franchise is doing because of the expectations that we've set. So I think that's credit to us as an organization as, and players to to kind of give all the fans that reason to be pissed off because, I mean, if I'm sitting back too, I'm, I'm not happy because I want my team to win all the time. That was Anthony Rizzo brought to you by the letter R. He goes with the frustrated version of frustrated. What is it with the letter R? You, you add the extra iron wash, you leave it out. I know there's a lot of frustrated people out there who go go frustrated. But yeah, that's Anthony Rizzo sympathizing with Cubs fans. He under like Rizzo is like, he he is has a doctorate in Cubs fans at this point and in and in Wrigleyville and all things Cubs. And that's why he doesn't want to leave and he may have to. And like I said, I think he's got six to seven really good years left in him but like he he gets the the cubs culture like like nobody i've ever seen 312644 that's the number and the text line i'm looking at the from the 708 being a longtime cubs fan I, i'm used to a rebuild season every year the past five to six years have been great but i guess it's time and that's interesting i mean that, that i do wonder what you cubs fans can can stomach because it was, despite it working, that was a hard ask, man. When when Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer got here 2012, going into 2013, and you know how bad it got. I don't, I don't think that that would be healthy or possible at this point to go through another rebuild like that. A new direction, yeah, that that is clearly what is is happening. But it, it can't be extended amounts of years. And I guess that would be a conundrum for the Cubs, too, because while they're crying poor because of what happened with the pandemic, and I get it because their, their whole financial plan is, or a lot of it, is fans in Wrigleyville and enjoying the experience because they can pack the place every day. But you gotta have you gotta have the right players to continue to get the fans in. And this is a different type of Cubs fan, a little bit more sophisticated. And yeah, you're always going to get 
the the people that want to go to Wrigley Field, the tourists from out of of state or wherever. But if you if you do bottom out again, you will lose. You will lose the core fans and the and the walk ups, and you know to a large degree even the the people who are season tickets, they're not going to necessarily show up to buy the beer at those games too. If the Cubs are to bottom out, somebody brought up. Nico Horner. I think it was Joe from the far northwest side. Let's talk about the second base job and David Bodie getting it from Nico Horner. Horner did some big things in the game today again. We'll talk about that coming up next. It's Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Horner swings and hits one to deep left field. This one will leave the yard. A three-run home run for Nico Horner. And the Cubs extend the lead up 7-1 over the Diamondbacks here in the fourth. Service time, Nico. Of course he hit a three-run homer <laughs> in the game because Al Nico Horner is going back to the, the minors because, you know, David Bodie won the second base gig and all. Welcome back in on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Zach Zaidman calling the three-run homer. Right here on the score today. Yeah, Cubs beat the Diamondbacks today. 7-1 to final spring training game. If you'd like, the Cubs were 15-9-4 in the, in the preseason. Horner with that three-run homer. Zach Davies, three and a third, allowed one run on two hits. Struck out two, walked a couple of guys, hit a home run. How about Jock Peterson? My God. I guess you kind of got to take what's going on with him somewhat seriously. He um, had, he doubled in the Cubs' first run today, and it was significant because it was against Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith is significant because Caleb Smith is a lefty, and that's going to be the test for, for Jock Peterson this year. You, you want it, kid? You got it, man. We're not going to platoon you. Go hit those lefties. Look at these numbers for Jock Peterson this spring. Eight home runs. 19 RBIs, 12 of his 17 hits this spring, extra base hits. So he's like the guy where you're like, all right, enough. The, wait, the, do this on Thursday when you guys play for real against the Pittsburgh Pirates at 120 right here on the score. But I was, I, I listened to. Pat and Zach, who were doing the game today, as I was walking around, that I came inside, I watched some of the game on Marquee, and I caught a conversation with Boog Jambi and um, Jim Deshays with the manager, David Ross, and they were talking about Nico Horner and David Bodie, who won the job at second base. Let's hear how David Ross <laughs> handles this. Let's get into some of the decisions you've had to make. I, I think I start at second base. I think the one part I'd have to think that's always nice is everybody played well. And so you're choosing from, you know, a pile of guys that had been productive. But how hard was the choice? And tell me why Bodie over Nico in that spot. Yeah, I think the uh, you're, you're right, Boog. I think the uh, decision was extremely difficult, and you go back and forth about what's best uh, for the team, what's best long term, what's best uh, for for David and Nico. And, and to be honest with you, I think it just came down to David Bodie had a phenomenal spring and uh, has established himself as a big leaguer. And 
um, and, and deserves a chance. Uh, he's getting in the box now, so this is a great tee up, as you as you as you call it in uh, in the TV world. But um, and then it, no, no knock on Nico. I think he's going to be a big part of this team. I think he's going to be a, a future Gold Glover and a huge part of this organization uh, moving forward. But I think uh, with his development process, he's went through and. Um, you know, the, the lack of at-bats he's had uh, down in the minor leagues and, and the fact that David, I think, earned that spot and, and has established himself as a big leaguer gives gives him a little bit of the leeway. It was a close call, though. Yeah, Rossi, when, uh, when Nico first showed up on the big league scene and even you know, last year, there was talk about him being a, a Ben Zobris-type guy, a guy that could play the outfield, play the infield, move around the diamond, kind of a super utility-type role. Um, will that be part of the focus for him when he goes down to the minor leagues? Will he be back in the outfield doing some work out there, or is he strictly an infield option? I feel like our depth in the outfield is a little better than probably the infield. So I, I'm, I, I love his glove. I think he's one of the more reliable guys. When you, when the ball's hit to him, I can look down and go ahead and circle it out on my, on my lineup card. It's, it's, uh, it's a warm and fuzzies you get when he's out there on defense. So he's, he, he, we really like him to move around the diamond. He can play short. I think he can play third. I can play second. Um, you know, if we were in a pinch, I think we would probably move KB out to the outfield, move David over to third, or if something happened and, and, and bring Nico back into second. He, it really is a, a, a nice glove over there. He turns a double play well, and uh, he's got a ton of range, especially on the, on the right side when we got that shift on. Well, I, you know, David Ross right there on Marquee Sports Network today, he, he said the right things. That was the company line that, well, he said David Bodie won the second base job from Horner. I say head-to-head. I would say Nico Horner actually wins the job. I'm not outraged or anything like that by this because it is it is second base, and it's not Horner. Nico Horner is not what Chris Bryant was. So getting the, the extra year, uh, I'm, I understand. It's, it's like... It's like the franchise tag in football. Until it's not there, then then management has the, the right to use it. And I know that they use it in a slightly scandalous way, in a wink-wink, nod-nod way. My only thing with that is that you should probably should not have referred to this as a competition at second base if it really wasn't. And it was going to be, well, not necessarily David Bodie, but it wasn't going to be Nico Horner because there was nothing more Nico Horner could have done to have been a big league player this year or won the starting spot at second base. So, so be it. And I, yeah, I was interested to hear how David Ross will handle that, how he, how he would justify it. And, you know, I hope, I hope David Bodie takes off, but he has not yet in his life been an everyday, and I mean everyday, big leaguer. So we'll see if that if that does suit him. 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's go to Matt in Palatine. Hi, Matt. You're on the score. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me on. Love your show. Sure, bud. Thanks, man. Um, What's so, up, man? So I'm just kind of curious. You know, I've, I've been a big Cubs fan uh, pretty much from my whole life. Seen some, obviously, some fantastic seasons and some pretty bummer ones as well. But um, the question that I'm kind of talking about, is there kind of a clear direction based on the moves that we've made in the offseason of kind of bringing in Chuck Peterson, getting rid of you, Darvish? Um, you know, is there a clear direction or are we kind of getting into this gray area of not really knowing where we're going? And are the Cubs as an organization in danger of kind of putting their fans through a little bit of what's going on with our uh, buddies 
uh, of a soldier field with the, with the bears, um, you know, where it doesn't really seem like there's any direction going on there. Cause it seemed like the Cubs are kind of falling into a little bit of that trap as well. Matt, thanks for the call. Hate to cut you off, but uh, we're getting close to being late for a break. I will just say this to answer your question. No, there is no clear direction. It's obviously a new direction in a different direction, but I do not know. I could not tell you what this Cubs core is going to look like two years from now. So it's a, a fair question and a, a fair critique. I don't think that that we know they they have not made their direction obvious. They have made it obvious that they want a new direction. All right, coming up, we are going to switch gears and talk to Scott Merkin of WhiteSox.com. Merk and the White Sox are next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 